This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. are doing another solo episode today. If you follow me on Instagram or the podcast on Instagram, you may have seen that I was excited for this week's scheduled guests, which was TJ, the founder of Emo Night, and his wife Erin. They were supposed to be on and they both got sick, so they had to reschedule, which means you guys have me all to yourself this week. So this week, I had quite a number of issues with making this podcast. This is attempt number three. My first attempt was an episode on the loss of my father because a couple days ago, it was a seven-year anniversary of his passing. Since I was recording on that day, I decided to do it in honor of him. And it was actually the first time I ever spoke about his death out loud in such detail the way that I did on that episode. And I wanted to do one on grief and what I did to heal and get through such a traumatic time in my life because I realized at some point most of us are going to lose our parents. So it's definitely a very relatable situation, but it was also very, very difficult for me to put that all into a podcast. And I have to say I was probably crying more than 50% of the episode. So it's good that it accidentally didn't get recorded and I think that was more for me to be able to express it and physically get those feelings out of my body. I've always heard that if you can't talk about something without crying then you're not fully healed from it. I don't know if that's true or not. Obviously this is something that you'll never fully be healed from but I would like to get to a point where I can talk about it without crying so that I can better express myself through the podcast on that episode. So I decided to put that on hold and it will be forthcoming, but it was just, I didn't have it in me to do it a second time. This week, I want to talk about friendships and kind of like why we should reevaluate who our five closest friends are based on the theory that we are the sum of the five people that we hang out with the most. Okay, so let's get into this week's topic. Why you should reevaluate who your five closest friends are. Being selective with your best friends becomes more and more important as you get older. And it's for a good reason. Because it's been said that the five people that you're closest to, they shape your success, your interests, and even you. And maybe more than we realize. 
So if the people we surround ourselves with affect us so deeply on such a fundamental level, we should learn how to attract the people that we admire while phasing out some of the more toxic interactions and emotional vampires, don't you think? I think so. Jim Rohn, he was a renowned businessman, a personal development guru. He said that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So that just underlines how important it is to pay attention to who are we giving our energy to and who are we allowing close to us. So I kind of want to take a look at this philosophy and how you can use it to be happier and more successful and just an overall better person. So I'm going to go through a list that I think friends should have. I know that we put in a lot of thought for our romantic partner. You know, everyone has lists and red flags and deal breakers, but we don't really do this for our friendships. So the first thing that I look for is, are they stimulating my intellect? Not everyone that you hang out with has to have deep conversations all the time. You don't always need to be talking about quantum physics or existentialism, although those are two of my favorite topics to discuss. But you want to surround yourself with people who ask you thought-provoking questions that make you think more deeply about yourself and how you feel about things and vice versa. You want to hear someone else's really intellectual opinions on matters. But if you're just hanging around with people because it's convenient and you're not really considering whether you're getting enough intellectual stimulation out of them, it may be time to reconsider. The next thing is, how are they affecting your self-worth? I know that that's an inside job for the most part, but we all know that we can hang out with certain people who don't make us feel good about ourselves. And then there's other people who are your cheerleaders and want to lift you up and they're your hype people. Are you hanging out with people that kind of make you feel bad about yourself? And if so, why? I think we need to surround ourselves with people who we admire, you know, and those people might be the ones who are kind or forgiving or have some sort of quality that you look up to and they're going to make you a better version of yourself and hopefully vice versa. Next thing is being a mentor or a teacher. Do you have people in your life who you can go to for advice, who you respect, who are in a position that you would like to be in? Because those are really the only people you should get advice from. And I am so lucky that I do have these people in my life. You know, for example, Jade from Sugar Taco. She's such an amazing entrepreneur. I can go to her with any question about any business and she's not going to be stingy with her advice. For example, I had an idea for a different type of vegan restaurant that I was interested and still am interested in opening one day. She said that she is too busy right now focused on Sugar Taco, but if I could put it on the back burner for a couple years, she would love to help me with this project. But should I want to move forward with it now, she would advise me in any way I needed. And to me, that's just so giving and so lovely of a person. Just to advise me, she wouldn't be getting anything out of that other than helping someone else. To me, that's just beautiful. And that's a lovely quality to have in a friend. You know, when people are stingy with their resources or with their network, it makes me think twice because if I can introduce you to someone like let's say you're starting a business and I can introduce you to someone who I think would be a good investor, I would love to have that opportunity to help. And if it works out for you, 
amazing. But then you see the people who are like, oh, they used me for my contact. And it's like, did you not want to help? Do you not want that friend of yours to succeed? Why? What's going on? What's underlying there? Why are you even friends then? I'm very open with my network and my resources and my contacts. I want to help whoever I can, however I can. That's what friends are for. (laughs) You know, I want to help you. So the next thing I look for is someone who's always in my corner, 100%. They think the best of me. They give me the benefit of the doubt. They'll address issues with me first before talking about me to someone else behind my back. That's super, super important. You know you want to have that security and you don't want to doubt your friends. Next thing is lack of competition. To me, competition is so, so weird. I come from an abundance mindset. I don't look upon someone else's success as ever being able to detract from my own. I'm not in competition with anybody else. And I know from a young age and in sports and in school, it's kind of instilled in us to be competitive. Like that's a good thing. But the truth is, humanity, we're we're all connected. Someone else's win is still your win. Then competition does have its place, but I don't think it has its place in friendships. It's, It's unpleasant. It causes an underlying anxiety. So the next thing that I think is a very, very important quality that you need to have in your friendships is confidence. And that can trickle into many areas. You want to be able to have friends that can celebrate your success and vice versa. You want them to have the confidence to be able to speak up if you're doing something that makes them uncomfortable or if they say, hey, this isn't you. I want someone to have that confidence to be able to tell me to my face, I'm not acting as my best self. And the ultimate goal of that is to make each other better. Unfortunately, you'll always have situations where you think you're doing what's best for your friend and you're going to say, hey, you're not acting like the friend that I know. And they might just cut you off. They might not be ready to take that in at the time that you say it. But no matter what, you'll still be better off for being true to yourself, being upfront with them. And maybe you need to part ways. Maybe there's an energy imbalance going on there if they're unable to take it in. I've had other situations where I've said it to friends and they said, thank you. I didn't realize it. I'll be better. And ultimately, that's obviously what you want. But you will run the risk of possibly losing a friend if they can't take that criticism or if they don't respect you enough. But you don't want that person in your life anyway. Ultimately, it doesn't make them a bad person. It just means you're not compatible at the time. And maybe you'll go off on your own ways and you'll do your own things. And maybe at some point in the future, you'll be more aligned and they'll come back into your life. You never know. It should never be a reason to be afraid to tell someone how you're feeling. The next thing I think is super important is that you share the same ethics and morals. And this can affect you on so many different levels. And it doesn't even sound that important, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a story about this. So back in high school, I was friends with this girl who would always do underage drinking and smoke pot. And I know that's not that terrible. I was not a saint myself, but I didn't participate. I I never had a drink underage. I never did pot. Why am I calling it pot? (laughs) I never did weed. (laughs) Uh, until I moved to California, actually. But I would, she would have these parties every weekend at her house because her parents wouldn't be home. 
a whole bunch of people from high school would come over and everyone would get drunk and smoke and be up super late until the cops came and kicked everybody out. And this was a regular thing on the weekends. And that lasted throughout high school. I was literally the only person there not drinking. She continued to hang around with bad people. We would get in her car and she would drive over the George Washington Bridge into Washington Heights to hang out with a bunch of drug dealers. One time, one of her friends put a gun to my head as if it was like a funny joke. Another time, she was dating a drug dealer out of Brooklyn, took me there. He was with his cousin and she and her boyfriend went off somewhere and I was left alone in this room with this strange man that I didn't know. He tried kissing me. He tried taking my clothes off. I felt so scared. I felt so uncomfortable and he wasn't stopping and I was saying no and he wouldn't stop. Fortunately, I said I have to go to the bathroom and he allowed me to get up to and as, as soon as I got up, I ran out of the room. I found my friend. I said, "Come on, we're leaving." Ran out of there. And that was the moment I knew I couldn't be friends with her anymore, but that story doesn't end there. Months later, I was watching Montel Williams, which used to be a talk show on TV. I looked up at the screen and I saw a sketch of this guy's face, the guy who had me in that room. It was an episode on him and what he had done just days after being in that room with me, which he had a girlfriend. She was pregnant with his kid and he killed her, the baby, and then he committed suicide. I was just with this person days before he did that. I know this is a drastic example of what can happen when you hang out with people who aren't of the same moral code as you. It may not result in being put in situations where you could potentially be killed. But like I said, it does trickle in, into so many different aspects of your life. With this particular girl at age 19, I wrote her a letter explaining why I couldn't be friends with her anymore. And I never spoke to her from that day on. And she's not a bad person. She had so many good qualities as well. She was very funny, easy to hang out with. But ultimately, I knew if I continued to hang out with her, I would be dragged down. And that's and I knew that's not the life that I wanted. I do feel bad because I never want to abandon a person. But I gave her a full explanation as to why. And hopefully it made a difference in her life. I don't know if it did or not. She may hate me for all I know <laughs> to this day. When I cut that out of my life, it cleared energy for new people to come in. And I became friends with a whole new group of, of amazing people. It made my quality of life so much better. I was so much happier. Finally, like, had my people around me, like, people who were supposed to be around me, not just people that I met out of location because I went to, to the same school as this person. No, I was actually bringing in people that I was choosing to be friends with now. And I think that's really important. The last thing is energetic match which I just kind of touched on because she and I were not an energetic match. We had met so many years prior and as you grow and you change and you hopefully level up in your life and you're teaching yourself things and healing, whatever it may be, you're working on yourself, your energy changes. But if your friend's energy is not changing along with you, there's going to be an imbalance there. And you're not quite going to be able to put your finger on what it is, but something just doesn't feel right anymore with this person. And that's usually what it is. And again, it doesn't make that person a bad person. It just means that you're not compatible right now and you need to clear that energy away to make room to bring the people you can attract into your life who fit where you're at 
maybe that person who's not on the same wavelength as you anymore, maybe they'll go off and they'll work on themselves. You'll continue on your path. And maybe at some point you'll be realigned and and it will feel good again. And you'll come back together as friends. That would be awesome. So in closing with all this talk about reevaluating your friendships, I do want to acknowledge that The decision to part ways with people or cut people out of your life or let people fall to the wayside, that can be a very isolating situation. And I think for a lot of people, it might be reason to hold them back from bettering themselves. They're left with a choice. Do I keep myself in my comfort zone with this group of people that I'm kind of lowering my standards to, to now hang out? They want to stay out late and drink and I would prefer to get up early and do yoga. And by the way, not one of those is wrong or one of those is right. They're just two different priorities with what you want in your life. If you're going after something that you can't be out late or you can't be out drinking or you're not even getting anything stimulating out of being in that social environment, but you do it to not be alone, that's going to hold you back. So I just want to acknowledge that I understand this process can be isolating. I kind of look at it as if you're in a cocoon. You are going to emerge so much better and it's going to be so worth it in the end. Comfort is a dangerous thing because when we are just stuck in our comfort zone, we aren't expanding, we aren't growing, and we aren't able to bring into our lives new experiences and new people. I say run after the things that make you uncomfortable, that make you scared or nervous. That's what's going to help you grow. Relationships are so important and they really should not be overlooked. It shouldn't be like a matter of convenience or what you can get out of a person It's truly something that enhances everybody's experience here in this life. So to me, I think this is a really, really important subject that we overlook a lot. And I think it's just a beautiful thing when you might see someone going off track and you can have that conversation and bring them back on track and help them and help improve their lives and be there for a person. And it's so beautiful. Like when I was going through my breakup, my friends who were there for me, they didn't want to hear (laughs) about this person over and over again and all my complaints and all my questions, but they were there for me and they helped me through a hard time. And so these relationships are just something I'm so grateful for. And by no means do I think I have anyone in my life that I need to reconsider. I'm very, very happy with everyone I have in my life right now. I wasn't always. So that's why I hope to kind of shed some light on this for you as well. And I hope that if this helps in some way, it helps you to feel inspired by any new relationships that you bring in, or it helps you to kind of correct or put back on track something that may not be on the right path for you anymore. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. 
It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I'd like to introduce a new segment called Listener of the Week. And this week, it goes out to Jen Lynn Kay, who left a five-star review. And she wrote, Sheriff Interview, what a unique episode. I'm not in California, but actually enjoyed hearing their struggles and suggestions. Even with a tough subject, you seem to interview with the ease of a podcasting vet. Thank you so much for recognizing that, Jen Lynn Kay. And I appreciate all of the five-star reviews that have been left on the podcast page. It's interesting about the reviews. It's like whatever country you're in, you can only see reviews from that country. But I do have another program that allows me to see reviews from all over the world. So If you're not in the U.S., just know I can still see what you have written and I would still love to include you in Listener of the Weeks in the future. Also, if anyone is writing in on a review and you'd like me to give you a proper shout out as far as your full name or at least your first name and maybe where you're from, feel free to add that at the bottom of your review just so I can make it a little bit more personal. So that sheriff interview, there's so much that kind of goes on behind the scenes with producing a podcast. So that interview was actually my second day at the Hall of Justice. I had gone the prior day and when I arrived, I got to the the garage and they didn't have my name down and I was like okay well where should I park and they told me the closest public parking was in a chapel so I said okay I went and I parked there and I was so nervous for this interview which is so not like me and I did feel the nerves though just because I felt like it was so important what I wanted to put out there with that episode was something that I cared so much about which is our city our safety and taking care of the homeless and people with mental health issues. As a podcaster, I really wanted to make it a point to use the platform to do some good. I've always been passionate about fixing the homeless issue ever since I've moved to West Hollywood and I watched the situation progressively get worse and worse. When I eventually got to the building, I wasn't on the sheriff's calendar. There was a whole scheduling mishap because there was another podcast that was interviewing him as well and they canceled and someone had just written down whatever podcast canceled. They didn't realize there was two in the works and so they thought mine was canceled as well. They were so helpful to put me on the schedule for the following day so I didn't have to wait. I was still able to get him in the same week that I wanted to for that episode. So I went back the next day. To be perfectly honest, I think it was for the best because I was so nervous that first day. And by the time I got there the second day and I had already walked through the Hall of Justice and gone through security, sat in the waiting area, I kind of got the nerves out the first day. So I was able to conduct a better interview. I truly believe everything happens for a reason. Before I went into that interview, the first day, I remember sitting in my car. Oddly enough, I was in the parking lot of a chapel and I sat there and I started praying and I prayed to my angels, to my grandma, my grandpa, my dad. And I said, can you all accompany me (laughs) into this interview? I need help. I need your support. I then get out of my car and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually in front of a chapel and I'm praying. Wow. Interesting. (laughs) So when I got in there and it was canceled and I get back to my car, not canceled, but rescheduled and I get back to my car I just knew that I asked for that help. Even though the interview didn't happen that day, I knew that for whatever reason, 
it was in my best good for it not to happen that day. So the second day when I returned after the interview, there was, I think there ended up being three people in the room with us in addition to myself and the sheriff. So it was three other deputies. One was in charge of the social media. One was his assistant who helped with all of the scheduling. The third was just another deputy. Right after the interview, they all looked at me and they were like, we have to compliment you on how knowledgeable you were. He has been doing this for years. The effort that you put into this has been unmatched. And I was so shocked and I'm sorry if there's if this is coming off as a humble brag or a brag altogether, but I was just so shocked because right after me, he was about to go on live news with a real journalist, reporter, whatever you call them. As soon as they all said that, I was speechless and I just go, really? This is my sixth episode. <laughs> I said, but thank you. I, I really feel passionate about this topic. I really wanted to do my best on this. So I did give it my all. And I'm just so humbled that they recognized that. And then even after the interview, the sheriff came over because during the interview, I said I was going to purchase the four patches. He came over and he brought me all four and handed them to me. So I treasure those. I'm looking at them right now. They're in my podcasting equipment bag where I think they'll stay for good luck. So in addition to thinking I had a podcast scheduled and then having to come back the next day, that's just one of many mishaps that have happened during making this podcast. If anything, it's inspiration and it's proof that problems are just fuel for growth. And you can't ever expect to not have problems. If you're doing something, if you're creating, if you're going after something that you want, there's always going to be problems. The existence of them does not mean that you should just quit and stop. It doesn't mean that it's not meant for you. It means that here's an opportunity to get better and to improve, these situations would only arise if you're actually doing the work. It's nothing you can prepare for ahead of time. There's a lot of things you can research ahead of time. Then there are those other problems that will come up in the actual execution of your project. For example, I've had every issue you could possibly have with recording. So I did a whole podcast. The mic cord fell out of the laptop. I wasn't recording for an entire episode. I recorded another episode on a podcast recorder and there was a hissing in the back the entire time that could not be removed. So we had to redo that episode. I've had four or five guests cancel or reschedule because they had COVID. So that you know makes me either do a solo episode or it makes me scramble to find somebody new. But every time it's been okay. I had another guest who was going to be a whistleblower on LASA, which was an organization that we discussed with the sheriff. And I needed to alter this person's voice because they still work there. And they wanted to explain the same situation that the sheriff was explaining. And this person chickened out at the last minute and said, I can't do this. I'm, I'm nervous to do it. But you should reach out to the sheriff because he's aware of these issues as well and he will freely speak about them. So that's what led me to get the sheriff, which I'm so happy that I did. 
My podcast editor told me last week that she can no longer edit my podcast. She's too busy. Yes, I can find a new editor, but she said I'll be able to do it for the next two weeks just so you're not kind of left high and dry. From the moment she told me, I decided to teach myself how to edit. The last couple episodes, I've been editing myself. Like I said, I can get someone new and I might down the line. I, I know that the podcast network that I'm with is looking for someone for me. But just the fact that I now taught myself how to do it and I know this new skill, I know that I'll never be left in a situation where if someone gets sick and they can't edit my podcast and I can't get it out on time, I know that I'll always be able to do it. In addition to that, I'm saving a ton of money. (laughs) So take something that someone would think is like, oh no, this is a terrible situation. I'm stuck. What am I going to do? I kind of turned it into a positive and something I'm actually grateful for because I'm so grateful that now I know how to edit podcasts. So I want to end with some questions that I got from listeners. And the first one was, what is up with sugar taco number three? So I have mentioned before, I believe on just on social media, that we found a spot in Laguna Beach in Orange County for Sugar Taco number three location. Unfortunately, that was an old house that was turned into a restaurant and the seller of the restaurant didn't have the proper permits. He didn't have enough parking that was required for the city. He didn't have a grease trap that was required and he didn't have any waivers for these things. So we felt that if we were to take over this space, We would be in a bad position with the city. We'd be unable to obtain permits. So unfortunately, we love the location. We love Laguna Beach. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. At the same time, we were working out another deal. And we just assumed we would be working on two restaurants at the same time. But since Laguna Beach fell to the wayside, the other one is Long Beach, I'm happy to announce. And we have moved forward with that. It's completely different from the Laguna Beach location. This is in first floor retail of a brand new apartment building in downtown. It's a huge space, super high ceilings. Everything is going to be brand new. Huge outdoor space, lots of parking in the back for customers, great visibility right on the corner. And we're working on the designs right now. So we're in the very exciting phase of Sugar Taco number three. And for anyone who's in Long Beach, reach out to me and I will let you know we're having our grand opening party. I would say we will be open before the end of this year. I'm super, super, super excited about that. Okay, next question is, what's in my bag? Well, I don't have my bag in front of me. I should have prepared for this, but let me think. I will go off memory. Obviously my phone and my keys, license, credit card, cash, all of that, hand sanitizer. My favorite hand sanitizer is from Bath and Body Works, and I got it at Sheena's gender reveal or baby shower, one of the two. I think it was her gender reveal. They gave them out, and the scent is called, I think it's called Toasted Marshmallow, but I went back to get a new one and they don't have it for winter so I bought a bunch of different ones for winter which were good there's like cinnamon roll and they have like a really a bunch of good scents I really hope they restock this toasted marshmallow because it doesn't smell like toasted it doesn't smell like marshmallow but it smells like heaven it's so good so that's what I usually have in my bag but now I have a different one I'll usually have my favorite lip liner, which is in my Amazon store, which you can't find anymore because I took the link out for the podcast link instead. But I'll probably do a link tree so I could put it back up. By the time you hear this episode, I will do my best to have that up. But my favorite lip liner is this color called, it's called Tawny and it's by Jordana. And it's 
really inexpensive. It's on Amazon. You can buy like 10 of them at a time and you don't need to sharpen it, which is my favorite thing about it. But also the color is just it perfectly matches my lips, but it's slightly darker. So you can get a nice outline, but it's a beautiful color that I can also just fill my lips in with it and wear that alone. Or if I fill my lips in with it and then put lipstick on top of it, it lets the lipstick last a lot, lot longer. I will, uh, I'll put that back up in my Amazon store in case you guys want to see that. Or you could just look it up yourself. You don't even need to have my link for that. What else? Oh, my favorite lipstick at the moment is by She Glam. And again, it's another very inexpensive product. And I can't even believe, like, who am I? Because I am such a snob when it comes to my makeup. I will only wear high-end, like, the best products on my face. Like, as far as the primer is concerned and moisturizer and foundation and all of that mascara even. But these two lip products that are inexpensive, I'm actually loving them both. So She Glam lipstick, it's literally, like, three or four it's vegan it's cruelty free the color lasts it's moisturizing and they have a ton of shades i did a lipstick giveaway for them here's the downfall and i don't know if it was just because of the holidays and because of the issue with shipping right now it's just everything is taking so long but my giveaway took weeks to ship and I know when I ordered lipstick for myself it took a long time as well so that's the only downside it might take a while to get to you but four dollars who's complaining <laughs> what else is in my bag oh tweezers I always keep tweezers in my bag because I learned my lesson when you're driving and you're in you look in the rearview mirror and you can see like the sun on your face and you can see the little hairs that you may have missed at home. I want to always have my tweezers with me to grab that those hairs. And also if I'm wearing false eyelashes and they start to come off, I'll use the tweezer to kind of clamp them back on. I'll have my eyelash glue with me in my bag. And that might be it. My brother bought me some pepper spray that and it's still in plastic on my dresser. And honestly, that should go into my bag. So now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm reminding myself to put it in there. And I think that's it. Okay, so the last note that I want to end on is there is something called an emotional scale. And depending on where you land, that de determines what vibration you're at and what you're kind of going to attract back to you. So if you're on the lower end of the scale, you're feeling things like fear, grief, despair, powerlessness. That's the bottom rung. The next one up is insecurity, guilt, unworthiness. And then the third from the bottom is jealousy. So we kind of want to get out of that because the longer you stay in there, that's when they say you can start to spiral because you're going to be bringing it more of that to you. What you put out is what you get back. So as far as jealousy is concerned, I have a really good hack for that. And you can just reframe it. Anytime you see someone, whether, you know, if they're in a relationship and you're envious that they have such a great relationship and you're single, that's just a clue for what you value and what you want in your life. So rather than be envious of that situation, let it just be a magnifying glass for what you want in your life and then work on yourself and work on the things that can help you get what you want. The feeling of jealousy is just a pointless emotion. So let's get out of that number three from the bottom headspace, okay? Now the top one is joy, appreciation, empowerment, freedom, and love. And so that's there's that gratitude portion. It's the top. So anytime you're feeling any of those lower emotions, take a moment 
and just think about what you're grateful for. It can be little things like the sun is shining on my face and it feels warm and I love it. It could be huge things, your children, your family, you know, medium things like your businesses. And it could be anything. But as long as you are putting your thought on what you're grateful for, it's impossible to feel fear or anxiety or anything else. So that's kind of my hack if I am feeling anxiety. I, I don't normally suffer from a lot of anxiety. I'm very, very fortunate about that. But when I do lay my head down at night, that's kind of when I get all of those overthinking intrusive thoughts. And I will have a, a, a little bit of anxiety then and and worries I just immediately say thank you and I shift it to what I'm grateful for and it works every time and then I might just put on I'll look up YouTube and I'll put on guided meditation for whatever I want to bring into my life before bed super helpful it's really relaxing it stops all those intrusive thoughts I love my guided meditations so you can pick any to anything you can bring love money you can bring healing anything you want to bring into your life you can look that up and it's it's there for you I hope you all have an amazing rest of the week I want to hear from you I love getting dms I love responding if this episode in any way helped you or brought you any value please feel free to dm me i will respond i am here for you and since we're on the subject of friends and so many of you have posted about this podcast and my favorite thing and what warms my heart every time you all post you all call me your friend you say my friend jamie has a podcast and i have tears in my eyes as i'm saying this out of gratitude i appreciate you so much bye guys is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.